The second chapter, and the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. We jump down to 23, and Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to the wife and they shall be one flesh. That's 24. Sixth verse of the third chapter. And when the woman, let's get this, God told Adam not to eat of that tree of good and evil. He didn't tell Eve, He told Adam. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, let's get this, it's good for food and it's pleasant to the eye. Ain't that what draws us away? And a tree to be desired. And neighbor, what does every one of us desire? We desire to satisfy the flesh. Our desire is to make us look as good, to be as pretty, as happy as we can be. To not be too cold, too hot, too hungry. We want ourselves. Our desire is to do everything we can for ourselves. I just have read to you there that it said, He's bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And he went on to say, And a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. 16th verse. And the woman, and to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrows. Oh, we just cry and cry and cry when sorrows come. But God said, I'll multiply thy sorrows. And thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and they and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And neighbor, that's went away. And as that went away, you know what went away in the church? Our desire to put God first. Our, our desire to let God rule our life. And we can look at our, our nation. I don't even know, but it was over 50% the last I had read about. The divorce rate, and and I've seen, and and I I run my mouth, but I was standing in a parking lot, and the preacher told me he said I, he said I'm courting. I said, what in the world are you courting? I've known him for a long time. He used to pastor over. I said, what are you courting? And he said, a woman. I said, a woman. He said, yeah. Didn't you know my wife died? And it got all this, the message was just laying right on my heart. And I thought the Lord said it's not good for us to be alone. And I thought, He told me He'd been married 50 some years. And I thought, how? 
I've been married 63 years. How in the world? I don't even know how to court. I mean, that doesn't go out of my life. I'd have to go back to school, learn how to court. It's, it's gone plumb out. And we take it for granted that God has blessed us for Him to be here with us that many years. We take our wife for granted. I want to tell you something else. I want us to get it plain. We've taken God for granted. Us older folks have taken God for granted. We've missed the food that He's given us. And we've missed the blessings that He's given us. And we've, we've decided, well, the tree of good and, and the good and evil, the, of knowledge, the good and no, uh, evil and knowledge, it's, it's good that we'll be as gods. So we forgot that God said to leave some things alone. We decided we're Christians and we can do what we want to do. And this one said, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. And this one said, well, my, my wife, I know I'm a preacher, but my wife ain't doing like I'd like for her to do, so I'll just trade her and get another. This thing is happening today in our churches. And we're expecting God to come down and bless us. I won't tell us something else. And we're so slack on preachers. And we're so slack on teachers and workers in the church. I'm talking about God called dedicated people in the churches till we'll go ahead and fill in a spot with something that God ain't pleased with. Something that God ain't, God didn't send. And I've been asking, Butcher's been asking, I'm sure. That I've been asking, would you come and help us? Would you pastor here or pastor there? And God wasn't leading me that way. I hadn't been ordained to pastor. I was ordained deacon. And I'd preach at the drop of a hat. But if God ain't in it, that's what I'm talking about today. If God ain't in our marriage, honey, then we two are not one. We need to get God in our marriage and pull this thing together. Amen. That we can work. Listen to me carefully. If we're not flesh of flesh and bone of bones of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then we're not serving God the way that we need to serve God. He is, and I'll read it to us before I quit. He is the head of the church. And then we wonder why gas prices are up. We wonder why eggs have tripled. We, we wonder why this has happened. We have backed up on God. I'm going to read to you several places in Jeremiah where Jeremiah prophesied to the children of Israel. And he said, if you don't come back, if you keep worshiping uh, false gods and, and doing all of these things, amen, what's going to happen? And I want us to look at our church today, our church world today. We used to shout. Amen. They used to be a little shouting in every church I went to. They had somebody move a little bit. Honey, it's not very many moving today. We used to hear just every little bit. I remember, distinctly, I remember 21 straight weeks of baptizing up here in the Pinky Hole and in the Arnfield water in the same creek. I remember churches coming together and there would be like three churches sometimes for 21 straight weeks. And you, you, you explain to me that the Spirit of God ain't being withdrawn. Why is this thing happening to us? It's because we picked up other gods. You say, well, I've not picked up other gods. Oh yeah, we have. I thought we might pray three minutes at the altar. Amen. Or four minutes at the altar. We might visit one person a week. We might come to church when it's handy. 
I'm going to tell you, we got as faithful a bunch as I know of anywhere. But our world ain't faithful today. Our world is not faithful to God. We've turned our back on God and decided to do what we want to do. When we want to do it. I'm going to tell you, honey, we need to turn our lives over to God and realize. I'm going to tell you, wives, if your husband is a God-fearing man, don't hinder him. You won't like everything that he does. Janet don't like very much. I do. Yeah, her countenance tells it sometimes. But she's got to, she's got to help me for the power of God to be in our house. Can I tell you what Satan is trying to do? He's trying to take our children and separate us. He's trying to separate husband and wife. God joined us together, honey. If we're Christians, God joined us together. And her bloodstream and my bloodstream needs to be the same. If she hurts, I need to hurt. Can I tell you something, Lamont? Glory to God. We as church people, if one hurts, the other needs to hurt. We need to be concerned about Henry. Not just for three minutes prayer, but for prayer that God can touch. We need to be concerned about Miss What's your name, honey? Amber. Amen. We need to be our concern. Glory to God. Amber Nicole. I know her name. We need to be concerned about that. But you know what we're concerned about? What am I going to eat when I get out of church? Yeah. I talked to some people... I love it. I talked to some people and they said that after church, a bunch of people are the hatefulest ones I ever waited on. If you make them mad, they ain't nothing to satisfy them. They won't leave you no tip. <laughs> Amen. But sometimes the church people are the hatefulest people going. I don't have no problem out of the world. They run from me. I can't even run fast enough to stay up in the world no more. <laughs> Amen. They run from me. I hope we've got this right here in Genesis. I'm going to turn over to I'll jot it down right here where I need to go to. Rome, I'm going to go to Romans first. I got it. Romans 10. Romans 10 and 1. Brethren, my heart desire. This is Paul's writing. My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. And you can I turn over and I won't go there, but in Acts 22 and 3, you can find in the Word of God where Paul told them that he was a, a Pharisee and he was a, a, a Jew and, and all these things. And Paul said, I had a zeal of God, but he didn't have a zeal of God of knowledge. For, being, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, listen to this third verse, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. We've not submitted ourselves unto the righteousness of God. We've not given what God wants us to give back to Him. We've not given God the glory and the praise and the, the joy, glory to God, that He wants us to have. We are God's today. We're not our own. This is a Christmas message, glory to God. Uh, Jesus died on the cross that you and I could be saved. I'm going to Jeremiah uh, 7 if you want to hit. I'm going to hit about four different places in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 7. Amen. Jeremiah 7. Amen. 34. Jeremiah 7 and 34. And he said, 
Then will I cause to cease from the cities of Judea. This is what God told Jeremiah to tell the children of Israel in Judea. And from the streets of Jerusalem, the voice of mirth. And I'm going to tell you mirth. You look up that word mirth. And that's happiness and joy. I'm going to tell you there ain't joy in the churches that it one time was. I'm not saying that there ain't none, but I'm telling you, glory to God, it ain't joy in the churches like it one time was. Uh, uh, people are not standing, and I've noticed our church lately, just uh, just lately I've seen some things uh, start back and a few gather around and uh, stand on the porch or in the aisle and talk after church, you know. But most of us are in such a hurry uh, to get back to our place, amen, to get away from the church. There's no joy and happiness. The Word of God said that He would take it away. It would cease, amen. The joy and happiness, if we can't look at our church today, if you've been in church eight or nine years, glory to God, can you see we're not happy like we one time was? We're not receiving the Word of God like we one time received it. We're not concerned about the loss like we were one time concerned. We're not concerned about our community like we one time was. We're worrying about ourselves and what's going to happen next. Honey, there's a work for every one of us to do. Somebody we can tell about Jesus, somebody's just waiting for you to come by and love on them a little bit. There's somebody in need out there. And we've crawled back in our own little hole and said we're not going anywhere. We're afraid of diseases. I'm going to tell you, Corona don't ruin my life. It don't run my life. It ain't going to be the end of me. Glory to God because I've got a better place to go. We're afraid to let God come in our life like He wants to today. And He said, it'll cease. And I will cause to cease from the cities of Judea, from the streets of Jerusalem, the voice of mirth, the, the voice of happiness, and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride. For the land shall be desolate. We know this happened. When the children of Israel we ended up down in captivity in Babylon, we know that the temple was torn down. We know that the children of Israel, we know, but Jeremiah prophesied that this thing would happen because they'd served other gods. Let me turn over in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 16 and 9. 16 and 9. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will cause to cease out of this place in your eyes and in your days the voice of mirth. The, the voice of happiness is gone. And the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride. Can you get that? Glory to God. The voice of the bridegroom is gone. That's Jesus. That's God Almighty. But neighbor, then it says the bride. Can I tell you something? And this has happened. The voice of the bride has got quiet. Testimony. I remember a time in my life you couldn't keep me in my seat. It didn't matter if I was at a Methodist church or a holiness. I, I didn't care if God laid a testimony on my heart. I testified. They could like it or lump it. I didn't care. But I'm going to tell you I've got quieter and quieter 
and quieter. Everybody's heard my testimony. So I've just got quieter and quieter and quieter. In case you didn't know, I got saved back in 1968. And by the marvelous grace of God, they still some desire in my heart. Amen. To worship God. Give Him honor, glory, and praise. Amen. Jerry and Laura sent me a big hunk of homemade sausage. And I told him, I said, I thank you. I believe I can preach an hour on that. <laughs> it's good sausage. Amen. We need some good fruit once in a while. We've got in our own world. Our testimony has ceased. Our joy and our happiness has trouble. Sickness makes it harder to shout, don't it, Henry? Don't it, Roger? It makes it harder. It brings you down. Your old body wires out. Amen. One of you old folks just get up and make a circle around church. Show the devil you ain't dead. Put a little joy back. One of you old folks. Amen. It ain't going to hurt a thing. Well, I'd rather have two old folks than one old folks. Amen. We don't want that to cease in our church. And the only reason it ain't going to cease is if we give God praise. If we give God honor, give God glory for what He's done for us. Young folks, I want you to look at them. Some of them are hopping, some of them's in pain, some of them's got troubles. But I'm going to tell you something, bless God, they're still moving for the glory of God. I know this is just in church, amen, but maybe when they're at Walmart next week, they can give God glory. It might be when they're laying on the operating table, they might give God glory. I thought about glory to God when they operated on my eyes and the lady, the lady that operated on my eyes was from India and she didn't speak real good English and I said, I, I want to pray. I said, get this bunch in here before you go to operating on my eyes. I want to pray. I said, y'all care? And there's one little girl, white girl standing up. She said, no, you go ahead and pray. Amen. We had prayer right in the surgery room. God knows what we need. Uh, sometimes we'll get defeated out of that because we're afraid. We're afraid somebody won't like it. We're afraid her eye surgery won't get. What if I'd have made her mad? She cut my eyeball out. I need to trust in God today. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory. Glory. And the bitty all ain't never one of them fell over. Amen. Glory to God. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go right on in Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 25 and 10. I can't, can't remember that I had to jot down the Scripture. 25 and 10. If I'd have, if I'd have read every bit of Scripture I had wrote down, you all would have been here at 3.30 in the morning. Jeremiah 25 and 10. Moreover, I will take from them the voice... He said, I'll take from them the voice of mirth. He ain't had to take ours. We've laid it down. He said, I'll take from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom. Can I tell you, they're not hearing God anymore. That's what He told the children of Babylon. He said, I'll take from you the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstone and the light of the candle. Maybe I thought about one laid out of church that was down there at the millstone grinding corn, amen, grinding meal, and I thought, he said, I'll just take that away from you too. So that ain't going on and the bridegroom ain't there 
and the bride is shut up. Oh, glory be unto God, church. Uh, honey, if the bride shuts up, if the church shuts up, where in the world are the lost people going to have a place to go to? If the church shuts down, uh, where are they going to have a place to go to? Where are they going to have a place to bring their troubles to? Uh, uh, to pray in an old-fashioned order. Uh, to hear the Word. Let's quote it this morning. Uh, uh, we've got to have preaching. I'm going to look at Bill time and time again. I thought you the most stupid, silly, outrageous person I've ever seen in my life. Why do you keep getting up and acting like you do? Because the Word of God it's foolish to man. It's foolish to me. Uh, but it's the glory of God. It's what God wanted. Uh, it's the preach Word of God. Hallelujah. And he said, Men, you can't imagine. Neighbor, men, you can't imagine. And I know you get tired of hearing me. <coughs> but can you imagine? There they sat in Israel. And they were worshiping false gods. They weren't keeping the temple open. They weren't doing what God told them to do. They were even sacrificing their babies. A worshiping Baal. They picked up this and they picked up that. Amen. And they looked and there their temple was being tore down. And there their, their leaders was being carried off to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar sent his army in and all the men that were strong and the ones that were uh, masons and carpenters and uh, all that done had a trade, they were carrying them down to Babylon first and leaving the older of the poor folks up there. But they come back and got nearly all of them that could do anything. And there they sat looking and said, if I'd have just stood up for God, amen, I wouldn't have had to see this fall. And their house went away. And I'm going to tell you what the Bible said. He said their place was left desolate. Desolate means there ain't nothing going on. He said there wasn't no bridegroom and there wasn't no bride. I glory be unto God. I can't imagine church not having a church uh, to go to. Four years it's been good to be in the house of the living God. I can't imagine not having a brother or sister uh, to talk to. I was walking last week and I heard a voice behind me down to mall. Janet went to Belks and I heard a voice say, are you Bill Sperling? I said, yes, I sure am. We talked a minute and she said, I know you, I'm a friend of Debbie. And I said, come on, we'll walk. Amen. Janet can leave me if she wants to, but I'll find me with nothing. Amen. And we just kept walking. <laughs> Amen. But glorifying God, I'm kidding. Janet come in, I said, Mama, I found me another girlfriend. Found me one to walk with. Amen. Just carrying on. I'm glad. I wouldn't like it if she carried on to me like that. So I need to hush. Amen. But but think about if there wasn't nobody to talk to about Jesus. She told me where she went to church and where she'd seen us at the baptizing and remembered us and go oh God, people's remembering our church. Are they remembering it good? Are they remembering it bad? I told you all the little story about the boy I work with, it's true. I think he's passed now. But he said our church walked the benches and we used to, I have. But I ain't able now. But his wife said, I ain't going up there. They're crazy. They hold us. Anyway, he come in one day and I've been telling him about at work, I've been telling him about foot washing. He come in and he said, Bill, he said uh, I've never been to a foot washing, but he said, I won't polish your shoes. I said, What are you talking about? He said, I don't polish your shoes. I got my brush, my rag, my polish. My old work boots. I worked on the grade and it was nasty, dirty. Wasn't it? It was nasty, dirty. 
I said, okay, just as quick as we can get the men out. I said, men, you'll go back there in the stock room. I've got to do inventory today. We'll go back in the stock room. You can polish them all you want to. Hey, man, we had a shoe polishing right back there in the back in the stock room. And the glory of God come down. Amen. So it, it blessed him. That's what he wanted. And then because he needed that, it blessed me. So we need to be what God wants us to be. And I got a free boot shine. Amen. Right in the middle of all of it. Let me read that again. 25 and, and 10. Moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. The same. How I many has been saved 10 or 12 years? Do you hear the voice of God like you used to hear it? Every now and then I do, but it ain't like it has been. Every now and then at the altar, I just feel the presence and the voice of Almighty God just come down and and rattle the rock pile. But it don't happen every day. I'm going to tell you, it's different, church. We're in the end times of the bride, the sound of the millstone, and the light of the candle. Let me jump over. Jeremiah. I'm going to Jeremiah. 34. Jeremiah 34. Golly, that ain't right. Jeremiah 33, that's right. 33 and 11. And the voice, this is four times that I've read this to you out of Jeremiah, that he warned, God sends warning after warning. You say, well, you preach that message, Bill. You preach that message. You preach that message. God sent this message four times to the children of Judah and, and Jerusalem, amen, to listen. The voice of the, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, listen to this, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for His mercy endureth forever, and of them that shall bring the sacrifice, the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause to return the captivity of the land as it at the first, saith the Lord. He said he would cause the praise of the Lord to go away. Amen. That's sad. The Lord don't do it, neighbor, but it's when we live in sin. I'm going to go to Revelation. Revelations 18. I know I'm scattered this morning. I know that. Revelations 18. I can't remember it all. I've just got to go run it down and hunt it. Revelations 18, 22 and 23. And the Word said, And the voice of hearts and musicians and the pipers and the trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman or whosoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall not be heard no more at all in thee. And he said, And the light of the candle shall not shine no more at all in thee. That will be darkness, church. 
and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. That's the word of God. And this is in Revelation in, in the 18th, 18th chapter. It's, it's going away fast, neighbor. I'm going to turn over to Ephesians. You'd like to ride with me? Jump right in there. Ephesians, y'all ought to have that mark. Butch's been in Ephesians 6, and we'll go to Ephesians 5. And this is what the Word of God said. I'm going to read several verses. Ephesians 5 and about 21. Submit yourselves one to another. Do you know what submit means? Pull in there together. Don't hurt one another. Don't fight and flog one another and get aggravated. Be, let, let them be over you. It don't matter if they're over you or over me. I've got 123 bosses. I ain't got that many this morning, don't believe. But we need to submit ourselves. You know why we don't hear the bridegroom anymore like we used to? You know why we don't hear the testimony of the bride like we used to? We say it ain't like it used to, neither are we. Amen. I should have the same testimony that I had in 1968. Saved from the same sin, got out of the hands of the same devil, got off of the same bottle. Amen. Put clothing in my right mind by the same God. Amen. I need to have the same testimony that I had. He said, submit yourselves one to another. In the fear of God. There's no fear of God. We're afraid of everything else. But there's no fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord. So we see why there's so much going on in our land. We're not submitting to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. My friend, if if Christ is not the head of the wife and the head of the husband, then we're liable to go in any direction. There ain't no telling what Satan would put in our mind. We're led by Satan or we're led by God. It's up to us which we choose. And the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, what did he say there? The church is subject unto Christ. Neighbor, we make our own decisions. We make our own, own, own vacations. We make our own things. We're not subject to Christ. What if Christ said it's time for you to do something else? It's time for you to not do this. It's time for you to not pat yourself on the back and give you all the praise and honor. It's time that you get down and again and humility, amen, before the people and let them know that you're nothing. I mean, we got some preachers today that are exalted out of their mind. Think they're the only one going. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Can I tell you, this started, and I've been from Genesis to Revelation. This started, and it's the same one. It's church. Let me tell you something. Church was not mentioned until Matthew. Matthew 16 and 18. 
Jesus said, There, Peter, on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Can I tell you, that's the first time church was mentioned. You go read it and search it out. First time church was mentioned in the Bible. You go back through, it was tabernacle and, and all of these things in the Old Testament. Honey, but I'm talking about in the New Testament when the church was born, when the church come alive. And Jesus said, on this church, there are Peter, but on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's take what the Word of God said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We're not going to let Satan come into our church. We're not going to let Satan break down our church. He said, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loves the church. Do we love our wives like Christ loved the church? He died. He died for the church. He's still being persecuted. I thought his heart must be broken. His heart must be broken. He must be grieved. Sitting in heaven today when he looks at that and laying in bed that's dropped away from the church of the true living God. For that one has decided to do this or decided to do that on the Sabbath day. For that one is trying to cause trouble. Amen. Larry said he didn't know anybody had left Mount Vernon Church that was happy. And I'm going to tell you something else. Let me just say this right out flat. There's a bunch left that's turned to eternal security to justify their sins. Amen. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. I'm not talking about them that's called out. I'm talking about them that left out. God called some out of our church that's doing work. Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. The 26th verse of the 5th chapter of Ephesians. That He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the Word, that He might present it to Himself a glorious church. God wants to clean us up, church. This is a cleaning up time. This is a, a place to get prepared. This is a preparing ground. And He said, and might present it to Himself a glorious church, and having not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy, and without blemish. We run around us Baptists all the time. Well, I'm not perfect. I'm just one of them. The Bible says He's coming back after church without spot or blemish. Holy and without blemish. Amen. So we can do better than we're doing. We don't have to act like we do. Is the flesh ruling you? If it is, you need to get under subjection to God. Need to get under subjection to the Word of God. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. You know a man that will slap a woman around is pitiful? Hmm. A man that'll leave a woman go out and lay out all night. I've been one of them. Yeah, it's sorry as dirt. Amen. 
And a man won't provide for his own is worse than an infidel. And an infidel is a total unbeliever. And I'm going to tell you today, if it wasn't for welfare, we got a sorry bunch of men. Amen. It won't get out and do nothing. For their family, for God, or for nobody else. Come on, help me, church. We ain't beating the women down. I'm going to tell you while the women's took over, the men's laid down too sorry to go. Grandson went visited a church and he said, why people don't like women preachers? I said, why, why preachers don't like women preachers? They're doing a better job than they are. Mm. That don't mean y'all going to get one, does it? Amen. So all men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body. 31st, 5th chapter of Ephesians. We are members of his body, of his flesh. If you're born again, you're members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Amen. So is there any reason or any wonder why the bridegroom ain't speaking to the church? This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. I hope we got just part of that. I need to go to Galatians. I'm about done. Galatians 4. Galatians 4.89 How be it then? How be it then? When we knew not God, we did service unto them which by nature are no gods. Fourth chapter of Galatians and the eighth verse. How be it then, when we knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. Not first. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements Whereunto ye desire, I'm preaching on desire. Well, you desire again to be in bondage. You desire again to be in bondage. Larry, I've thought about it many times and it scares me. And as a younger Christian, I've high strung, hard headed. And I thought I had so much fun. And I was too young to be a deacon. Too young a Christian. I wasn't in age, but too young to be a deacon. But I thought I had so much fun out there with things of the world. Satan had made me forget the bondage that I was in. He made me forget laying in the floor not able to walk. He made me forget how I hated Monday morning to wake up broke. 
not knowing what I'd done, where I'd been. Why would I want to go back into that bondage? And you say, well, I've never been a drunk or a drug addict. I'm going to tell you, if you go back on God, you're in bondage. Because the Spirit of God in you is all that sets you free. Our minds need to be free. It's our desire to serve God. Our desire to see souls saved. Our desire. All the beauty y'all seen all across country and back won't even compare to just stepping inside the gate. Oh, I've seen some pretty things, but it won't compare just knowing I've made it home. It's so good to be a Christian. It's our desire to finish this. Let's put up with our wife and let's put up with our husband. And let's let's put up with that and that's kind of having a little problem in church. Let's put up with them. Let's try to love them. Get them back in their seat. Get them back under subjection to God. I said it the first of the service and I guess I'll say it again. I get so tired of begging people to go to heaven I could just, ooh. But you can't quit. Why, when Jesus has done everything He could do, He said in one place, what more could I do? And you still won't serve me. If you will get a song, brother. Our desire, God sent this message. I wallowed it around all morning long. might have been Thursday morning. I think it's Friday. Stand if you will. Is our desire what it has been? I'm going to tell you, I appreciate these senior citizens, amen, making their march. They showed the kids, God will bless you. God will bless you. Sun's been down, they still are going. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come as God speaks to our hearts.